1: So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, Hustlers? It's Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology here, your host for today's episode of Startup Hustle. I've got Jason McGee with me, uh, Senior Director of Sales and Business Development, but also an entrepreneur in his own right. Uh, from Techometrics. Jason, say hello.
0: Hey guys, hey, Andrew, thank you so much for having me. Really good to see you.
1: Yeah, it was great catching up before the show and I'm excited to uh, to kind of get into some of what Techometrics can do, but just you know, le- learn a little bit more about yourself as well. I know our businesses go back a ways and uh, yeah. even before we were working together, I knew of Techometrics when I first started getting into the e-commerce space. So it's been cool to see um you know the company evolve and and get to where it's at today before we before we get it j- started and, and into the background i want to give a shout out to our sponsor uh Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably uh, anyone that's uh you know a fan of the show knows all about Fullscale, but um they really are the best and uh hope we get to talk a little bit more about them jason before we get into you know kind of techometrics and your role there um, I like to start the show just, you know, letting people get to know, um, you know, the other side of the microphone. So can, can you just give us a little background and go back as far as you like? But, um, you know, how'd you get into e-commerce? You know, how'd you get into this, uh, you know, the role with Techometrics and, um, you know, catch us up?
0: Yeah, man. Well, again, thanks for having me. Um, uh, I guess I'll start like I'm a, I'm a country boy from Virginia. I grew up in a small town called Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, like 10 miles away from West Virginia. Um, but just growing up there, just, you know, just had a pretty normal life. Uh, but uh, I knew early on that I really wanted to get into business. And I made the decision to go to a school called James Mass University near me. And, and, and I knew I really wanted to do international business. So okay. uh, that's, uh, that's obviously how I, you know, started studying. And then from there, I, I wanted to learn how to sell. Um, so I, I once I graduated, I moved to Northern Virginia right outside of D.C. called Arlington. And I was uh, a sales rep and then a sales manager at a software company called Focus. Um, okay. Learned to sell, uh, initially, online press releases and then an entire marketing suite. And then I, I sort of had that down. I was like, look, I know how to sell software. I've managed teams. I'd love to do partnerships. So I came across this company called World First. and It was a global payments uh, company that helped make bank to bank transfers globally. And that was my first foray into, hey, international business, that's so great. Um, I actually cold called them and I said, look, I see some of these, uh, I see the company, uh, I see the background. I don't like any of the roles. I'd love to come in and meet you guys. So they let me come in. I met with them, um, probably let's call it October. uh, And then we disagreed as, look, here's what I'm looking for. I love the company. Uh, I'd love to be a part of it. And then two months later, they called me and said, hey, we actually have a role running partnerships. uh, First partnership person in North America, do you want to do it? From there, uh, World First is interesting. It was acquired by Ant Financial. But what was interesting about it is they created a, a, a local banking infrastructure for Amazon sellers who are based in one country, selling in another country they provided local bank accounts for you to Try collect it. your revenue overseas and then it was such a small part of the business man and they they jason cart watch what do you want to focus on um corporate transfers private i said this e-commerce thing is really really cool so and andrew from there i just i my job was to build partnerships and network to drive leads mm-hmm. to our company to help our sellers grow And I just saw this, this, this opening probably like seven, eight years ago. And that's when I first got my taste for, for Amazon, Walmart, you name it e-commerce in general.
1: So that's, uh,
0: yeah, it's, it was, it's awesome.
1: Was that, so I've been in e-commerce about the same time, like nine years. Um, yeah. And when I, I remember when I first came across it, I was like, this is going to be big. Like I just, you know, I wanted some part of it because it was so unknown. No one knew what it was. Like no one was giving it attention. That's really what I noticed that no one was giving it attention. Exactly. No love, no love early on. Yeah. Right. It was no love early on, but it was just like, this makes so much sense. Like regardless of what kind of, you know, public is saying, or even the companies I was at, they weren't wanting to focus on it either. Um, Yeah. But no, it's it's interesting that you. Uh, I wouldn't say you manifested that position, but it feels pretty close. You know, you went in, you're like, this company's cool. I want to work for them. This is the position I want. Not like get my foot in the door and then change to the position you want. You said, hey, when you've got it, come come give me a call. Um, and then you're you know you're in the e-commerce space, and you know we've had Pioneer on the show. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's several others, but that is a pain point where you're trying to launch these international markets, like you're, you know, you're collecting funds in pounds or um, francs or whatever it might be, you know, and then you're needing to convert the currencies and get them back. Or maybe you need to have a local bank address or, um, you know, those are, that's been some of the fun, I think, in this space has been like, I don't know, but like, let's start selling in Europe and go figure it out, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay, so...
0: i just say that's like when i learned like every trial and tribulation that like came like hey this client's struggling with this do we have somebody who can help them with that and i just learned a ton doing that um penny is a great company by the way our company got acquired by ant financial Panier was our biggest competitor some of my best friends work there now
1: actually, okay so. yeah so sorry if i was like bringing up uh old b dude,
0: absolutely no. dude great company man and i just i just I I honestly want, as long as you're good people and you run a good shop, like it's it's a huge pie, and and I just I want more people in it, you know.
1: A hundred percent. That's how I feel in this space. Like it's so new that I honestly see competitors more as colleagues. Uh, Yeah. 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 Maybe I shouldn't. So man, there's literally so much to go around. Let's just share ideas so we can push the space forward. Yeah. You know. and obviously, you know, there's there's competition in this space, but every like there's so much to provide that it's super easy to bring value that your competitor doesn't, you know, or or be different in a way that just stands out whether it's you know, your team, or your culture, or your customer service or, you know, so just be a little bit different and 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 it's win-win. Okay, so let's not stop there. You're working um that's when you first got a taste of e-commerce 7 8 years ago. Yeah. How long how long were you with them? Um I-
0: I was with uh, world first close to five years um, ago. Okay. Funnily enough, um, like before I hired a team to help run partnerships too, I was boots on the ground, you know, um, just getting my hands dirty. I cold called a guy named Alistair McLean Foreman. Um, Alistair is the founder of Take a Metrics, okay. who I work, obviously who I, um, who I work for now. And he and I just became really good friends. Um, I remember... We were at a conference and Alistair was pulling up my emails, like chasing him down from like five years ago. And it got to the point where it was like, hey, like we do good work together, but Jason, I'd love an opportunity for us to work together. And I was the same boat. as was like, Alistair, I love this. I love what you're doing. And then timing just was right. I was living in Austin, Texas at the time, looking to uh, bring, bring my family, my wife, and my one son at the time back closer to home. And Alistair was telling me, look, we're about to raise a, a series A. I'd love for you to come on. Here's what I'm looking for. Um, that's that's how I, I uh, found my way to Take-A-Metrics.
1: Okay. And when was, like, what's the timeline there? That, I joined Take-A-Metrics
0: in 2018, September 2018. Uh, it actually was an industry conference. It was Prosper Show that year in March where we became, where Alistair and I uh, were, were talking and he was showing me the data scientists that were joining, um, people who, uh, like the different advisors that, that were coming on board, who was going to be investing. And then from that time, that was Prosper, which was March. Then in June, IRCE, um, uh, where we started to really lay the foundation. as Jason, this is the time frame, And we just sort of worked out. And, and then uh, September 2018 is when I joined.
1: I love it. I think we met shortly after that. And we met at Prosper. We right? did.
0: We met the following year at Prosper. Uh yeah. Where,
1: uh, yeah, I, I
0: remember it was like the Prosper Tinder, where I was like, hey, Andrew, you don't know me, but let's meet. love to talk to you. And you and I just got the chance to meet this, got to know each other personally a little bit more, even before we jumped into business.
1: And that that was a big show for me because um, I, I was speaking more, you know, and it's funny, it's been, it's gone from like, uh, speaking to we're doing the podcast now we got startup hustle tv coming next year it's kind of been this evolution from the speaking in person to radio to tv I feel like there's a pop song somewhere in there (laughs) Uh, but um you know those shows were cool for me because I, I love this space and there didn't used to be conferences there didn't used to be um, meetups of like you know what we do and and vendors and agencies and I and I'm not from the agency world so like I just it was all new to me it was all new to me not just that it was Amazon but just like how do these shows work it's you know
0: building the plane as you fly it like yeah, industry was, like the, the the companies were I mean think about all the pocket industries like there was uh, one of the senior managers at, at, at Amazon uh, told us years ago that an average seller on Amazon at the time, again, this was two years ago has 14 different uh, solutions that have API access to their account that they use outside of all these other services. So again, that was two years ago.
1: That's crazy to think about.
0: <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah. Uh, as far as the 14 API connections, but I don't doubt it. And like to be a, like, you know, as an agency owner, the brands expect you to be experts on all of those too. So it's yeah, like hey.
0: Jack of all trades, master of all. Uh <laughs>
1: master of none, I think is how it goes. But um, so let's talk, let's talk about for anybody listening and doesn't know techometrics, not everybody here, you know, is tuning in because of e-commerce or Amazon. Um, you know, I have the written uh description of techometrics, you know, but in in your own words um you know for anyone listening that's in the e-commerce space like let, let's break down what techometrics really does and and yeah. how it helps helps brands scale
0: yeah so the short version is we're a marketplace optimization company that combines ai and machine learning to help run your business better and on top of that we have managed services where they get, these analysts are experts in helping you to run certain components of your amazon business uh, our core focus right now is really tying in three different aspects. Um, number one, it's advertising. Like uh, having the ability to do everything from create campaigns, uh, machine learning, and predictive analytics around bidding to help you choose the right keywords and bid effectively. So you have advertising. Now we also layer in inventory. So the thing about Amazon is, especially when it comes to your, your products, you need to make sure that, that you have a good product, but inventory is very important. You don't have inventory. You don't want to advertise. If you have access, how do you advertise? And then the whole other aspect is market intelligence. So, how do I know how I stack up against myself previously? How do I know uh, new entrance in the market? Am I gaining market share? Is the revenue I'm driving incremental? So boiling it down, our technology helps. I hate the word synergy, but allows you to combine all these things into one. And add operations excellence, market intelligence inventory these systems talk to one another to help you make sure that you're making the right decision on the right platform and right marketplace at the right time
1: so it's a tool and sometimes it comes with the tradesman or tradeswoman to use the tool as well um i know the differences but for everybody listening you know what's the difference between um you know, human services like Marknology and uh, Amazon agency and, and a techometrics type service. And is it either, or, or can it be both? Um, You know? Yeah. That's a good
0: good one. So think about, let's just start with advertising. Um, Advertising like in and of itself is complex. So for every one product on Amazon, like we know this from all of our, like, We, as a company, we manage about $400 million of ad spend. So we have a lot of this data. We know for every one product, there could be 99 keywords on average that can generate revenue uh, for that product. Within those keywords, you're talking about under, like, uh, so you you have one product, you have 99 keywords, you multiply that by 10 products, you're talking about thousands of keywords. Now, the challenge is not every keyword has a lot of data with it. So of those 99 keywords, we know 89% of those keywords don't have statistically significant amount of data to say, you know what, I'm willing to bid a dollar for that. Now, when you have that conversion rates fluctuating, et cetera, that becomes a data problem that machine learning and data can do better than humans. But the thing is, this isn't one or the other. Humans have a place, absolutely, because technology doesn't really recognize um, like strategy uh, context they may be missing. Humans alone can't keep up with this data. The blend is, and this is why agencies like yourself do it very well: is technology has a place; it it can run itself to to a certain extent, but you need context. You need right. to make sure the inputs for that is uh, is making sure that I'm maximizing this. So you really need both.
1: Right, I agree. You know, even if we're not talking about the other aspects of Amazon, if we're just talking about inventory and advertising and strategy and things like that, you know, um, do you, you know, do you know that your ads don't run if your products out of stock, you know, do you know that momentum um, is the number, you know, one of the number one factors sales velocity on Amazon's number one, you know, thing, how do you know which uh 89% of the of the 99 keywords are the ones that you shouldn't pay attention to and which ones should you and the data can help you um you know it helps you tell that story it helps someone that's looking at the data interpret it and make better decisions for your business but it won't make the decisions for you um mm-hmm. you know it's the difference in cruise control and being able to you know accelerate if you need to or decline or de- decelerate um You know, as someone that uses a lot of the tools to help us do our job better, um, you know, it's paramount to know what's going on. Like, we don't have to guess around keywords. We, We can look at the data using a tool like Techometrics and be like, we need, you know, we need these keywords. And here's why this is what we were doing. You know, over the last three months, we've been, you know, focused on exact keyword matches for these keywords that we want or something and look at our market share you know look at our yeah. shelf intelligence um and we we went from you know 11% to 14% you know or like there's all kinds of things and it can get super 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 complicated but um for anyone that's you know loves business and obsesses about business um you know the more data you have the better informed decisions you can make and the more control and proactive you know yeah. you can be about the channel so for anyone that cares about it it's 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 extremely exciting because it's not guesswork anymore
0: Well, you know, it's funny, like everybody, a lot of people like to to put labels and things. Everybody says data is the new oil. I actually kind of disagree. I say data in its unrefined state is like crude oil. How do you refine it and actually turn it into action, right? So if you can go from that point from having good data and having the context and knowing, okay, I have this, what decision should I make because of this? That's the beauty about having very good technology and knowing when, you know, this should be on autopilot versus, okay, humans need to step in here. It's about making that, that that, uh, bridging that gap, so to speak.
1: Yeah, this is a little off topic, but like an example, I like to tell a little bit of examples and like we had a brand we're working with that, um, you know, there's about six different SKUs, different colors, um, and, uh, we had a high ex- return rate right yeah. on Amazon. We're getting a lot of sales. Sales are growing, but our return rate's growing. I mean, it was over 30%. It was high. Jeez. And um, we're not getting the responses from customer Why? Or like, we believe the product is like super pristine. It's an amazing product. So it wasn't like functionality. Um, And, you know, we're looking at the data. We have something that's telling us, okay, so the first point was the data was telling us that it was a white, it was a white one. OK, so mm-hmm. we're like, OK, in the white one for now, because it seems to be the one getting returned the most. Like, you know, let's put some focus on that. So it identified for us which one was getting returned more. The data. Yeah. did, Right. Um, because Amazon's broad with all this kind of stuff and you can yeah. get into it. But if it's not right in front of your face, it can be pretty hard to find. So, you know, we found it was the white one. Um, so it was like our data brought that to our attention. And then it became, well, you know, what's going on? Um, the customers aren't telling us why they're returning it, and so yeah. there was a there's now insert human aspect, and you know the conclusion was uh, believing that our A plus copy and our keywords that we were going after were bringing in lots of sales, um, but the pages were designed more to sell than they were to educate.
0: That's so, exactly right
1: we started changing the pages around to educate more about the product. And in two months time, we went from over 30% return rate to 11% which isn't perfect, but it's a huge change And it. You're heading the right way, (laughs) right? And and now we've set up our systems and we're tracking it some more, you know? So it's a mixture of like, you have data, then you need like, you know, that human brain or like outside the box, because it's not going to tell you that this is salesy versus educational, you know? And then you put the data back in place to start collecting more data to say like, okay, so now that we've made these changes, what's going to happen next? Um, And so Amazon is just like, you know, that's something that, I went to school for computer science. I didn't use it as much as I <laughs> wanted to. I didn't. I didn't. Wasn't passionate about networking and and programming, um, but it really helped me be able to understand data, you know, and reverse engineer data. And um, as I got into the e-commerce space, and I think that's one thing that's really, really big about Amazon and, and any brands that are listening that I want them to really <laughs> listen to is you know, you're talking about having. 10 SKUs, they all have 99 keywords. You're talking about a thousand keywords. If you're bidding with like a thousand dollars on Amazon and you've got a thousand keywords across, you know, 10 products, really, how much are you, you know, you've got to be really, really focused. You got to really, really be focused with and really understand your data or else yeah. you're just spreading it out. So thin, you're getting nowhere. And, and these yeah. tools, these tools like Techometrics are just, you know, really amazing in the right hands
0: well i think there's a couple ways to look at this um like amazon business is a series of systems checklist systems and there are things that you need to do but there are also other like automation and tools that you need to check in on right so i like the system is like like process of elimination getting returns isolate where it is go find out why and solve that problem Like that can be done by you that can also be done by technology i mean a good story that i like um that just Forget about Amazon selling, talk about just business in general and like AI versus humans. Is um, do do you remember like back in the day, like IBM came out, like back in like 97, IBM came out with a supercomputer that could, that would, that could, that was gonna like play the grandmaster of chess. And it was like supercomputer beats grandmaster, AI is better than human. What they didn't tell you is like three years later, three novice uh, chess players took. Just two regular PCs, like not the greatest technology, certainly not the greatest chess players. And they went and entered in a tournament and played, I think it was 100 grandmasters in chess. They won every single time. And they beat the supercomputer. So, what does that tell you? Like, you have humans on one side, you have technology on the other. The, the beauty is in the blend of the two and knowing when. And again, that just applied to anything in business not not specifically Amazon something that just sounds like the best of both worlds you have technology that can do what it does but you have the right person or team to to make sure the inputs are correct to have technology run its course
1: tell tell the story of the product tell the story of the sales cycle you know whatever it might be and I love that I love that analogy um i'm gonna have to google that because i've been watching the queen's gambit on netflix
0: oh dude you'd love it not giving
1: them a shout out but i love that story like chess is my thing um and understanding like you know how they did that i i built a craps like a casino game in college and yeah it was i mean it was it was fun it was like i mean it was a requirement from school to build it but it was you know all the math around the probabilities right of the, the game dice theory. the dice roll and the game theory and that kind of stuff um and when i when i came across amazon you know before you're a thought leader in the space. If I can use that le- loosely, um, yeah. you know, it was a, it was a crap shoot and it was reviews are the only thing that matter. Keywords don't actually matter. They have to be in the back end. They shouldn't be like this. They shouldn't be like that. You know, Amazon was really cryptic and, uh, you know, yeah. you're getting, you're getting no answers on the algorithm. You get no answers. Like, you know, you're just in the forums and if you're, if you have a client, it's just as much their guess as yours at that point, you know, because it's, you know, we don't know what actually works, but with nine years in, I could say I've got some tribal knowledge to what works and what doesn't work. And yeah. I've seen, seen a lot of data and it put things in perspective. Um, how much, how much ad spend do you guys manage? 200 million?
0: Uh, 400 million.
1: 400 million. Sorry. Um, at Marknology we manage like 3 million. So to put that in perspective for any mm. of our listeners, um, that's a lot, a lot of data. It's a lot of clicks you know, and, yeah. um, you know, acquired over time and you're adding that kind of data up. You're using things that track where your keywords are ranking. You're using things that yeah. tell you if the organic ranking is going up or down, you're using the advertising to validate what searches work and which ones don't. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a machine. Um, and I think you put it well when you said the, the human and the computer I like to say, like when I'm talking about it, like it's art and science. It's mixture. It's this blend of, uh, man. you know, art and science. And, and I think that's why I love it because it's repeatable and that you can get good at it. And the more you practice at it, but it's, it's unique every time, you know, as well.
0: Yeah. And I, one thing I'll say, and I don't want to get too weedy here, but I love the gambling analogy because if you think about bidding on a keyword, you're willing to bid 50 cents, hoping that you get a sale in return. Right. So imagine having a data set that says, Hey, with a high degree of confidence, this is what you should bid on that. And that's what predictive, that's what take advantage is really good in this people in general, the ability to predict conversion rates and stuff like that, because they have a lot of data and statistically, uh, a, a, a statistics, uh, statistical model that allows you. That's what the difference is. Is like being able to say, look, with high degree of confidence, this is a good gamble for you to make
1: Yes. Like And for anyone that's like real novice around advertising and how it works in PPC, you know, we're talking about a machine deciding to tell you that, you know, a children's bathrobe is the better keyword over um, toddler bathrobe and children's bathrobe is worth 75 cents a click and you need to, you know, get 20 clicks at 75 cents a click to get a sale, Um, you know, and you're getting a machine that's it's done that. 10,000 times, or it's seen that 10,000 customers have searched that and clicked that over the last five years or, you know, over 30 days or whatever it's doing. And it's essentially, yeah. you know, telling you, giving you an educated, educated advice on what to do or doing it for you, depending on exactly. if you turn that on. So um, you can do that as a human, or you can have a thousand keywords or 2000 keywords. And, and you can have a supercomputer running
0: with a lot of data backing it and then making sure that, that, that the computer is doing its job at the same time.
1: Exactly. And if you know anything about Amazon, like, I mean, they've encouraged you to pay to play and it's not just that you're paying for ad spend to get a sale. You're also paying to invest in your organic keywords.
0: Well, I mean, that, yeah, like it is like, that's why we call our technology flywheel and I'm trying not to make this a sales pitch, but I think the point is like Amazon way advertising is, is it's a flywheel. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants ad revenue. What you really want is I want total revenue. So how do I do that? Well, if you invest in advertising, and, that, and then you pay to have a placement there and that keyword converts. That's letting the Amazon or Walmart's algorithm know, you know what, that's a very relevant product. Let's go ahead and rank that better organically. So now you use advertising to rank better organically. Now you rank it better organically, you have more data. What do you do with it? Put it back in the flywheel, and keep spinning it. The whole, like, it's just, it's the enemy to play the game to get back to the, the gambling reference.
1: It's, it's addicting, honestly, it it's really is. Um, <laughs> You Know it's a lot of fun once you get in there and you start learning it a little bit. You're like, oh my goodness, like these little tweaks right today can pay off like in 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And you see, like, yeah. you know, you add a keyword and then you see it get a sale, and you know, you're Jones in a little bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, are you is Techometrics an Amazon advertising partner? You are, yeah, correct? yeah. We yeah. are
0: actually one of Amazon's first, uh, like API partners, and we were actually Walmart's first as well. Oh, so that's- we've been. Yeah, we've been like we've been like Walmart's been just an incredible growth channel for our clients.
1: I love that. Um I'm actually launching one of our brands um on Walmart uh, you know, over the next month or so. So we just had a conversation yeah. about it and I've played in there a little bit on the advertising. It's a little archaic. Yeah. Um could probably use a yeah. tool to help for sure. <laughs> yeah. It, reminds me of Amazon in the early days. But
0: it, it is, but you're you're gonna hope that they're gonna it's not going to take 10 years for what Amazon, to, to, Amazon took Amazon a long time because they were the first to ever do it. Trailblazers. You think, mm-hmm. you, you think that it's going to uh, accelerate the learning curve for them. But yeah, man, it just, it just, like, I heard this stat, uh, Alistair said it was like, like something like $3.4 trillion of are, are, um, are sales are, are e-commerce in the world. Two thirds of them are on marketplaces which is just mind-blowing like Amazon, Walmart, alibaba eBay etc it's it's and the thing I love about it being entrepreneurial is it gives like it's the the medium and long tail who are really making that work you know like it's the smaller sellers it's not the nikes of the world it's you it's really the, the 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 tail that that really makes one they're making a living for themselves but that's what makes uh, e-commerce great man it's an equal playing field.
1: Yeah, I love it. It is the Wild West. It's like a land grab. I feel That's what it feels yeah. like. And since you brought up Nike, <laughs> I always try to let them know in case anyone from their company is ever listening, like you guys really need some help on Amazon. I know you guys have boycotted it, but like if you're listening, call me. I'll give you some free advice. Just, uh, just holler at me.
0: Absolutely. Adidas. <laughs>
1: Adidas is kicking your ass. You know, they hired me probably eight years ago. They've been really pushing branding and storytelling into Amazon. And oh, I yeah. love Nike. I love Nike as a company. Your listings on Amazon suck. So call me up when you're ready, or or they need more control.
0: They need more control over it, man. They, and that's uh,
1: exactly right.
0: Yeah, I, I love it, man. That's awesome.
1: No, I don't love it. If, if I mean, I love it. If they were in a room and heard me, I would say the same thing. I'm like, guys, like, can't even, you know, you can't even browse your stores. Can't even see your branding. Looks like crap. Well, you, they, are- I,
0: you know, what's funny about that, man? And I say this all the time
1: people are like,
0: oh, great. You work with all these big companies. I'm like, well, the reason why we work with big companies, like first off, we work with thousands of more smaller companies than we do bigger companies. But the reason why the big companies come and knock on our door is because these smaller ankle biter brands have been kicking their ass online because they're willing to do things that other brands won't. And they don't take things for granted like like bigger brands can, I'm not saying that's Nike stance. I'm just saying that that's what's fun. Like the entrepreneurial nature of like, the, you're willing to iterate, test, figure exactly what you've done, you know, trying to build your business at Marknology and, and everything else.
1: And, and I, I couldn't agree more. It's been the small brands that have been the first with me. You know, I honestly thought I was honestly maybe too much of an early adapter, uh, early adopter and like, you know, trying trying to get brands to spend money to be on Amazon and optimize and pay someone like me to optimize them um and improve them and run their accounts but it's been the small players that were like hungry to eat you know hungry to to get sales and find a new channel and um you know as we go more and more bigger of the bigger brands are coming on board and and investing into amazon in the marketplaces whether it's walmart whether it's amazon um but it has been the small brands like i I mean i've there's been times i come across brands that weren't even on amazon yet and i'm convincing them hey your competitors aren't here but we should be you know and uh or like uh, a small brand of chocolate chip cookies you know we were we were outranking like Nabisco and chips the whole oh, like, all these, yeah all these big players for like chocolate chip co- cookies you know I felt big that day I'll tell you Dude, that you should uh, it,
0: it, it's 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 awesome and like folders, like Folgers as an example like uh Folgers y'all need help too so come let us know but like Folgers is gonna sell because it's Folgers but you see these companies and these like these like up up upstarts and these these DVC like coffee brands are just kicking their ass because they actually take it seriously and they're like hey i want you to have an experience you know and like i want to highlight things that you would never expect a coffee to do for you yeah so that's what i love about it
1: they're doing the storytelling you know
0: it yeah and that's big for you and like that's what i tell people there's anything close as close as to a a silver bullet on, on amazon or a marketplace is like Get your listings right. Like have it be a story. You can create a brand presence uh, and, and make and get an emotional connection through a story. You just need to know how you're doing it. That's so why they hire knowledge.
1: <laughs> right? Or techometrics. Like <laughs> uh, speaking of hiring, speaking of hiring good help, I think is a good segue as any. Thanks again to our sponsor FullScale.io, that I build software teams quickly and affordably in the same way that if you don't know what you're doing on these marketplaces, you're leaving money on the table. Um, you know, if you're leaving positions unfilled, if you're unable to get the help you need for your software development needs, fullscale.io can help you get the job done. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit, Jason. We talk about Techometrics a bit Um, you know, let's talk about your, your other interests as well. Um, you know, where techometrics is going, where you're going. We talked about real estate just a little bit. You know, I like to highlight a little bit more about the person than, you know, just the business as well. Um, real estate investing. Have you got into Airbnbs yet? Or uh, you know, we, we just mentioned that briefly. When did you start getting into real estate?
0: Yeah, I, I bought my uh uh my first property probably back in like twenty sixteen. It, okay. it, it was a, it was a, it was a duplex. It, it's so funny because, like, I've heard your story and like how you've like, like how you started off with really not much, man. And I know like we've been privileged in our own right, but like I remember, like I knew that was one of the things I wanted to do was get a real estate investing. And I remember when I graduated college, I literally had two hundred dollars to my name, and I was, I, I just, it, it's, it's so funny, like sleeping on couches, like and just thinking like, Hey man, these are things I want to do. You have the steps that I want to get there. And like, I think one of the things I've impressed with you is like, whatever you want, if there's something you want to do, um, like just go and learn it. Right. Like just, just make meet people, add value to them. And like, that's sort of what happened with me in real estate too, which was, um, I knew it was something I wanted to do. And obviously I had to build up knowledge base and some capital, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I have, uh, bought my first duplex in 2016 um, um so sold, sold a couple I'm, I'm up to seven now um about to close on two more uh, okay another du but another duplex uh any day but dude i love it i haven't done the airbnb uh, yet but i know you do quite a bit of that right
1: yeah so the airbnb model was the one i kind of Fell into just by traveling and needing to keep my business afloat. Like, yeah, um, I wanted to be able to travel, but I was living in a loft downtown and was like, how can I afford this? Like, if I'm traveling too much, I'm gonna be like, why am I paying for this loft? Um, you know, and it was in the early days of Airbnb and I, I'm always reading these different financial blogs or things. And it was like a good backup plan. Um, you know, for anyone trying to freelance or get on their own is cool. Go stay with a friend, go stay with mom and rent out your place for a hundred bucks a night and do what you got to yeah. do to get the bills paid. You know,
0: it's just scrappy, right? It's like, Hey man, I just you just need to get involved, right? Like doesn't have to be a slam dunk. Doesn't have to be home run, but you're going to learn a lot. I mean, obviously, if you don't lose your shirt, but if you're going to learn th- what you learn, even break even or losing a little bit, that that's school hard knocks, baby. I
1: yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That's that's the school I've been, uh, that's the school I've been in, and uh, part <laughs> of it, you know, like I before I even met Brian, if you've seen some of my other episodes, uh, who's the guy that owns AKC Co. properties with me, um, we've been to like partnered, you know, about three years, uh, friends about five. But I was, um, you know, I was paying to go to some of these like weekend conferences, like the Prosper Show and things like that on the real estate side, um, you know, for a couple of years before. Just trying to like, I didn't, I didn't have a circle. I didn't have friends that were in that space, you know. And and I'm slow to trust. I'll be honest. I don't trust that many people. So it was like, hey, I want to learn. A good a, trait. I need to use a little more of that. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Everybody's
0: my best friend when I meet them. My wife kills me
1: for. This well, <laughs> you're in sales and you're in partnerships, you know. So yeah. Um, I just I'm a missionary kid you know raised a certain way and but also raised in Africa and so I've got a little bit of this like too loving thing going on but also this like I'm from the streets kind of thing going on I know what real life's about and um you know so big purchase decisions like a house or a duplex it was like man I really need to like at least know the basics so that if I start working with someone i'm gonna know if they're like bullshitting me or talking to me straight or like if it's a i need to be able to evaluate if it's a good deal myself and um even before i made a good friend that allowed me to like kind of accelerate things i was i was trying to learn on my own um you know and go into those kind of conference things and you just got to get in and i mean the duplex i love the duplex model because um you know, you, you live on one side at the beginning. If that's your first place, you're living on one side, renting out the house other. house hacking. That's right. House hacking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, dude, the, the thing that I love too is like the, the beauty about multifamily is God forbid somebody, you have inventory, uh, inventory, you have a turnover in a unit and you have um, a, a vacant property. You still have other in, income coming in from the other side or the other sides of it. I mean, for me um, for like, First deal was more of like like it had cash flow, but I knew it had equity upside. Like equity, I, I treat appreciation as I see on the cake, I'll never buy a property for appreciation. I want to make sure it at least uh, breaks even at the beginning. Like when I got into my first my, my I bought two other townhouses after that. And they're right next to each other, like right, right near each other. So essentially kind of like a duplex because I was able to put them into one loan. But I just ran the numbers and I use a lot of people call it the Burr method, right? Buy, uh, like rehab, rent, repeat. So you're able to buy a property. Let's say it's it's. I buy it for 100 grand. I put 10k into it. So now I'm in at 100 to 10k. Let's say I know when the, I put the 10k in, and I and I reappraise it. It's going to be worth 160. Well, I can go and refinance and pull out all of my money I invested in it. And essentially within six months after a seasoning period, depending on the loan. You have all of your capital back and a property that's cash flowing and it's just monopoly from them.
1: Yes, I love it. And it I mean it I've seen some of those those methods go wrong. Not I haven't, yeah. you know, been a part of them. Like, you know, just been watching and um you know, different things can happen, whether it's, lo- whether it's on the loan side, whether it's about appraisal, yeah. whether it's like, you know, hidden costs on the rehab. Well, or dude, it um, goes
0: back to knowing your team and trusting the right people. That's like, exactly what I was going to say. If, yeah, but you, sorry, I didn't mean to take that from me, no, like, no,
1: No, 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 no. Like for me,
0: for me, it's like, like what like, again, goes back to systems and processes. What do I need? Well, I need a bird dog that could buy me properties or a series of bird dogs all over the place. I need a realtor that I trust. Uh, I need a property manager that I trust to manage the properties because I know I don't have the time. I mean, I'm working a full-time job. I need to be able to do that. Just so happens, I have, uh, uh, a, my property manager is also a realtor. So I know they're not going to like bullshit me because they're going to end up managing the property, right? So it's like, I know if they're helping to evaluate a property for me, they're not going to want to buy a dog and they're mm-hmm. going to be straight up with me because one, they want they're going to have to manage it and they're going to have to deal with me the entire time so it's about having those systems the beauty of having a property man and like you do property management too like if i can't find somebody to fix it property manager is a rolodex of people who can solve that for you
1: yep and that's so, that's, that's exactly i'm a partner because you know I've, I've helped build the the property management business airbnb business um and then i'm an investor um but my experience in e-commerce so the data right airbnbs vrbo yeah. how to connect them through apis how to scale just the pricing
0: my, follow listing, up emails, yeah, my yeah. pricing
1: promotions the photography so it's yeah. really right up my wheelhouse to, to run that kind of uh you know system online and, and bringing that to the table you know in partnership but my partner is a real estate uh is a realtor uh, you know he has a team and and is also you know we're also the property management business so very you know very similar systems that me and you are both going through but it allows me to look <laughs> like true we're not, um, you know, getting any properties that we're not going to have to manage ourselves, and so we're, yeah. you know, we're trying to find the good, one, the right ones. And then if we're doing the work, we're doing the work the right way yeah. because we we're going to have to fix the problems. Breaks, you know.
0: Well, dude, the thing that I like about the here's it's it's so funny. I start to realize how similar we are. Like you run Martinology, and the main thing you want to do is you're you have a vested interest, and you truly want to help these brands grow. Like you buy in, like emotionally maybe not physically buy into the brands and you're there to serve the customers, right? Mm-hmm. Like same thing with me, take metrics. I have a vested interest because I want entrepreneurs to win. I want businesses to scale. If they do, play by the book and do right things, like we get to choose our clients, which is awesome. Same things, same thing is with, with, uh, with real estate, like certain properties I buy, like I will go above and beyond to make sure that the people living there have a good quality of life and they enjoy living, living there and they enjoy, working with me. Like, I want to make sure that I'm doing right by them. I just happen to be able to make a living doing that at the same time. Like it starts with the core why, like I want to help people on help companies. I want to help people live better lives. Like it's really easy to want to get up and do that every day. At least for me, some people don't care about the business they're in. Like if it makes me money, great. I'm a little bit different. Like if there's no why in it for me, like I'm, I'm just, not gonna give it. I have too much other stuff going. On. I got two kids, you know, a wife, fr- whatever. Like it's got it goes 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 back to your why.
1: Hundred percent. Like I I was raised that we celebrate each other's wins in our family. Like if you yeah. know if someone gets a promotion, we're all pumped about it. Like you know we all celebrate Hell together. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it, it, that's just abundance mindset thinking. You know, and the same way in business. Like honestly, with our Airbnbs and our properties, like I would live in any of them. My, yeah. Like I mean, it's not. Maybe that wouldn't be my number one pick, but the quality is that I would live in there, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, when we're renting it out or we're putting someone in there, we're hosting them, it's you know, that's my standard, that's our quality. Um and that's you know, your what,
0: system, that's your pro like, hey, like that this is binary. Does it fit this criteria? Yes or no? Like,
1: yeah, and, and it's yeah. it's that's so like for me, it's like, yeah, I would live in there, I would stay in there, I would sleep in these beds, I would you know, stay in this neighborhood. Um you know, on the, on the Marknology side, when we see these brands like taking off um, or getting big partnerships or getting big influencers, like, like one of ours just got uh, a partnership with Kevin Hart. We're pumped about, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. So, you know, they're going to grow and that's not always like, you know, it doesn't mean like our retainers going up or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's it's just like, Hey, that's a big win for them. We're going to grow together. It's exciting. You know, it's as exciting uh to see them like not be in e-commerce, then make the move into e-commerce when they had doubts, and then those ta- doubts start to fall away, and they start getting excited yeah. because they're seeing some traction. We, and notice um, the, ex-
0: the one thing I um, wanted to pick out that what you said is you're not ex- you've never once mentioned I'm excited about the money I make. Yes, naturally we we need we need to put food on the table, but like I think being an entrepreneur, and like I made a ton of mistakes on, on the real estate side, um, but like I celebrate the little wins, right? Like, oh, you you did this. You like you you mentioned like that your brand's getting exposure to Kevin. Like that's that's your win. Like you're gonna have a lot of setbacks, you're gonna screw up a lot, but it's like, all right, man, I share on that win with you. I love it. I that's that's dope. Let's keep doing that. Like I love the little wins. Like that's 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 it, what keeps me going. It's-
1: man. It's super important I'm bring up my partner a lot, but like we're roommates, we're building a business together, like, you know, uh, we're best friends, we talk about business 24 seven, we're talking about an ideology and mindset. And, and he was a former military intelligence captain in the army got out a couple of years ago, started, uh, worked in HR for one year and then made the leap into real estate. And we've been partners since then. And, and he is, you know, he was in military intelligence, giving these briefs, you know, to higher ups, different, you know, higher ranked officers. Uh, and he had to give risk assessments, right? Like this might happen. This might happen. Here's a problem. This might happen. You know, here's, this is the, the mission. If this happens, this, you know, this is going down. Um, And so I'm always reminding him, like, you know, him coming from a military background, me coming from my background and just how you evolve. Like, man, in entrepreneurship, there's so many ups and downs. There's so many. It can happen in a day that you close on a business or close on a duplex and then like lose a couple of clients or like then a basement floods and then like another deal falls through or you got a client chewing your ass out, texts and calls and emails and you know, it can be and then your mom gets sick and, you know, it can be a crazy day that most people don't experience that in six months, you know, yeah. like um, and so it the, we're talking to, to bring it back home. Like I'm always reminding him because there's these things we can focus on throughout the day and we get to choose what we focus on. Right. And it's like, yeah. look, we have to celebrate the wins no matter how big, how small your win is my win, um, you know, because you have to make a big deal out of the wins so that you know the losses because the losses are always top of mind right The like you yeah. know when you when you fail and it's like oh man i messed that up or i could have made a better decision or like you know i could have like at least like mitigated that loss sooner or things well, learned, like that you learn from it
0: too but dude like one yeah. thing that I, I i don't know if you've ever i'm not going to say the full name because it's vulgar but like the subtle art of not get, giving an f yeah right so the thing i like about that is like you can't try and pursue this like this endless happiness and get rid of all the negatives in your life. It's like you get to choose which negatives is is worth dealing with to get you to where you want to go. Like if if somebody calls me and like, hey, Jason, the AC is out, we need to do X, Y, and Z, like calculated risk, tried my best to plan for it. That's fine. I don't mind dealing with that because I see the wind, the light in the end of the tunnel. Like it's going through the that's that's the way I think about it anyway.
1: Yeah, battle of attrition and if you have a vision of the long game it is way easier to take the little losses but I just think enough of us don't celebrate we don't take intentional time to celebrate the small wins. Yeah. Um and when we start celebrating everybody else's wins, we get a lot more wins because we get ours and we got theirs, you know, and it it's just you know, a more positive mindset and the the mindset of an entrepreneur is everything. You know, I truly believe like anyone can do anything with the right mindset and the right determination. And that's, you know, it's a battle of attrition a lot it of times. It is a
0: battle. I mean, dude, like it's not all fluffy. Everybody's driving a Lambo, sitting at it. Like it, like it taking it back even to what I do, like part of some of the other things I do, like I run the sales team, I take a metrics. And like part of like my like MO is like, guys, you get pumped up for somebody else who closes the deal or, or a client grows just as much as, as if it were your own. And the other thing too is like hey like even if like get pumped with the process like oh let's say there's 10 steps of a sales process right if you come in and you move your your people in step one to two two to three three to four get pumped about every time you do that and you're helping them like that's you need to fall in love with that process and journey and get pumped up like dude i forget what like how many sales i made today like how many people's lives did you have? Did you add value today? Like, It's we're all about like, hey, did you come to them not asking, hey, did you sign the paperwork? It's like, hey, did you send that article out that talks about, um, you know, FBA, uh, 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 the FBA market and whatever, like the, the the acquirer is raising money? Like, hey, you know your client's game is to get sold. Like, are you adding value to them unrelated to that? Like, I love that. Man.
1: No, I, I, I 100% agree. And, um, you know, that's the thing about Marknology, I think that I love is that I truly believe that, you know, the brands, most of the brands that we talk to need us. Um, And so I like, it's like, you have the antidote, and they need you and you're like, let me give it to you. Um, You know, so when I'm selling or or we're working with a brand, and they're allowing us to help them, um, I get excited because I know that if they do, if they do what we tell them, ultimately, we're going to win, you know, and yeah. it's like, and I have the secrets that you need and I'm going to share them with you and like, let's build this together. And it's like, you know, it's real exciting. Um, so I, I can talk about this mindset stuff all day because this is my passion. I ultimately feel yeah. like um, when your mind is in the right spot, your heart's in the right spot, you're aligned on what your goals are and what your why are, what your why is, um, you know, your heart and your passion can take you anywhere um, yeah. and, and you, got, you, like, you got the tools you need.
0: You do. I mean, I think going back, I love the analogies and I, I love the mindset stuff. Like I don't, whatever, put us on a pedestal with doctors. I'm going to go with a fitness, like a health coach. Like we, like these businesses, they come to us because we want to make sure that, you know, they physically have the attributes they need, but we want to make sure that they have a good diet, right? And, that, and it's an iterative process. That's the way I see it. It's like, all right, you're coming to me. I'm not going to be an order taker. You want me to proactively recommend things for you. If you want to... You know get here here's what you need to do with your diet here's how you need to sleep here's uh, the things you physically need to do to actually pump iron that to bolster those muscles like that's literally what our companies do and we as people uh, I can speak for you like that's what we try and do with these companies that's
1: why I had to have you on the show I know I love, <laughs> I love what you're about um, I want to make sure we get you know if we keep it under an hour we get on a lot more channels because they have But. <laughs> Um we I really appreciate you having on the sh- having you on the show and I know um you know once this pandemic lifts we're going to connect in person again so I'm excited to see you out and about as well. Um Jason, thanks again for your time. Techometrics, if you guys are needing a solution for automation with your ads, with inventory management or just need, you know, that extra piece of strategy, they're a great place to start. Jason and his team will take great care of you. They've taken great care of me and Marknology and our agency as well. They're an Amazon advertising partner like we are. Um, top top shelf stuff. So Jason, Dude. thanks again for being on the show.
0: Thank you, man. Really appreciate it. Talk to you soon.
1: You're welcome. And uh, once again, thank you to our our sponsor for today's show, Fullscale.io, helping you build software teams quickly and affordably. Talk to you next week, Startup Puzzle.